Hey, I'm Clayton, and this is Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. Two queer men who love movies, love talking about movies, and after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. Today, I guess it's just a man who likes men who like movies, because Sean is still taking some, some time off. And we are having a little bit of deja vu today, because this is, what, the third time we've tried to record this? At least, yeah. <laughs> so... My lovely ex-girlfriend from my time experimenting in college requested that I cover Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and she will be coming on next week, actually, for an episode, and I told her, I was like, we have had so much trouble trying to record this episode, and it is all your fault. <sighs> I mean, Damn maybe, exes. like, I was saying my thing was like the witch's curse, so <laughs> it might they, be your fault. if they are, if they are involved in that kind of thing then yeah you never know Tucker and Dale it's fun it's adorable it's precious kind of heartwarming I like it I discovered it a few years back and I've seen it a handful of times and it's just cute it's cute Don you are here with us again Don Cryptaxis horror collector Film micro reviewer, sometimes YouTuber, podcaster. Thank you for coming yet again to talk with me about Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I'm too tired to even do my joke with that at this time. <laughs> I had a joke for the intro. It was really good, but you'll never hear it because chaos. Yes. Chaos, <laughs> chaos, chaos. Oh my god. Uh, you know, it's not a podcast episode if there's not technical difficulties. It's just the way it goes. And sometimes um, it just yeah. makes you really want to cry a little bit. But yeah, so you really like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. So this movie is like a fantastic entry point for people into maybe less into less mainstream horror. Mm -hmm. Where because my, my, my opinion is that a lot of people when they think of horror movies, like they think of you know, quote-unquote good horror movies, they think of, like, The Exorcist and The Shining and Psycho because those are the three, like, really popular, like, critically accepted, like, horror movies. I would even throw Halloween in there, but yes. Some people are really shitty on Halloween, actually. You would be I mean, from a critical standpoint, from a critical standpoint, I feel like those are the... Well, I, I mean, the average person would be like, oh yeah, Halloween and Friday the 13th, but uh, there's, there's kind of like a snobby attitude uh, i think in a lot of you know people who aren't horror fans mm -hmm. and it's like yes. oh well the only good horror movies are the short and the blah 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 because you don't know any other horror movies like you're not and admittedly those are know. very good films i personally really hate the exorcist like i i think it's terrible but um, i think oh, it's very well made i'm not no i'm not i'm not like the biggest exorcist fan I think it's very fun and it's very well done, but it's not like my favorite horror movie by a long stretch. Exorcist 3 is a lot. I have not seen any of the Exorcist sequels. The director disavowed too because it is apparently quite horrible. Uh, Exorcist 3, though, is basically like a follow-up to the first Exorcist. I've seen a lot of and good things about it. it's really good. It's very good. There, there's this thing with shears that'll like stop your heart. Like, it's, it's great. Awesome. I kind of might need to watch that then. Anyway, so when I'm introducing people to horror movies, like, 
But what I like to do is use Tucker and Dale to kind of ease them into it. Like, it's usually one of the first movies I show somebody after I meet them, if they haven't already seen it. Because this movie has a bit of everything. It's got some real good, like, blood and guts. Like, it's very funny. Even the blood and guts are kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, it's a really good, like, entry horror thing. Like, it's not going to make anybody jump and shit themselves or anything watching it. And, like, it's gross, but not, like, intolerably gross. Exactly. And, uh, I don't know, it's just, uh, it goes down pretty smooth. And it's got, like, a really sweet story, like, a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's very well paced. It gets right in and out. It's less than an hour and a half. It doesn't have, like, a slow moment. Mm-mm. It gets right in and gets right out. I love it when a movie does that. I really appreciate pacing at this point in the podcast. Sometimes I get a movie and I'm just like, God damn it, did this need to be two hours and 15 minutes long? Oh, possessor. <laughs> <laughs> I think my only gripe with it is uh, the ending is a little, like, the ending has, a, it has, like, a joke at the end. And it's kind of like it does. Oh, it's, it's a little un, it's a little uncomfortable, but it was too. It was twenty eleven. Trust that. It's, you know that yeah, was at the I, edge I of when that. you could make a joke like that, and yeah, but yeah, it's a little it's, it's uh, something uh, I let. It leaves off with a little bit of a sour aftertaste. I will admit, you're right. It, it's something I basically let go though. So it's uh, yeah. This movie's too good hearted to really like hold that against it. Yeah, and they they probably do like helper when they're like oh wait he's actually oh okay never never mind yeah i get get back here like i i assume that's what happened in my head although yeah, on the commentary on the commentary they said sort of like oh he is the hillbilly from that movie it's like ah uh, well but um, we can still believe they're fine it's fine yeah it's fine it's absolutely fine. So, obviously, you would recommend this, and I would recommend this to pretty much anyone, honestly, because even if you're not into horror, it's very funny. Oh, the humor is spectacular. Like, this has some of, like, the best... I don't even know exactly how to describe, like... The... I want to maybe pacing jokes? Or, uh... Ah, how do you describe the humor in this? Because, like... One of my favorite jokes is, like, what are you doing? We're going out to our cabin. There's nothing up there but pain and suffering on a scale you can't even imagine. <laughs> and he just stares at him like, what? Uh, okay. It's uh, just it's, so it's, exaggerated. It's a lot of awkward humor, that's yes. it. I love awkward humor so much because I'm a very awkward person, and so I greatly appreciate it. Sometimes awkward humor makes me want to, like hide my face because it's like yeah, oh Sean, i did that one time <laughs> not with this movie but a lot of awkward and uncomfortable humor sean just like cannot stand and he can't watch it and it makes me really sad because like uh shiva baby is one of the funniest movies i have ever seen in my life and rachel Sinat is a national treasure and it's so uncomfortable and like i just know he would just not even be able to sit through it he would explode he gets secondhand embarrassment very, very badly. So he misses out on things. It's fine, though. Well, I mean, we all have our weaknesses. How does, he, how does he handle the American Pie movie? You know, I don't think we have ever really discussed... Okay, I take that back. We have discussed it because every once in a while we'll make that joke about, like, sucking on nipples that Sean William Scott makes in American Wedding to January Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, you remember the... That, that, that same, yeah. 
been here long standing there oh (laughs) yes so i mean i guess he's favorable on them you know but that's really the only thing i think we've ever mentioned is we'll just like make that joke at each other but we've never actually discussed any of the american pie films i think they're quite fun i i think my favorite is like the thing with the glue ironically (laughs) that is ironic actually i mean like that music drop like Oh my god, it was the funniest thing of all time when that music first dropped, like when I first saw it, when I was like, oh fuck, I don't know, maybe, it's maybe like 14, 15 when I first saw that, and it's like, oh shit, he's got the, he's got the, you know, he's glued to himself, and then he tries to like throw away like the, the porn tape, and he pulls it out, and it's like stuck to his hand too, and then just Smooth Criminal starts playing, and it's like, I was, I was dying. <laughs> Yeah, I think those are precious. They're very much of a time, but I grew up in the 90s and stuff, so those came out in the late 90s, early 2000s and everything. They were obviously older than me, but I still feel like I kind of grew up with them, and I just think they're fun. Then again, it's been a while since I've seen them, so I could go back and watch American Pie like tomorrow and be horrified that I even said this. But, you know, in my memory, it's a nice place. I was watching some um, movie reactors for like, like Zoomers, like people under twenty, like watching those today, and a, a few people were kind of like, "Is he filming audio with the webcam? Like that's yes. crime. You are doing crime." And it's like that's true. He is doing crime. I, I hadn't really thought so much about that before, but you know, seeing it again, it's like, yeah, that's a crime. And then he goes and just like embarrasses himself horribly, and it's like, well, maybe this balances it out. Yeah, it's. It was the 90s. Yeah. So Tucker and Dale was directed by Eli Craig and written by Eli Craig and Morgan Jurgensen, which is a fantastic name. And the cast is a lot of random college kids that I cannot keep straight and will not try. But the main characters that you need to worry about. Tyler Labine playing Dale Dobson of the Tucker and Dale and Alan Tudyk, Juilliard alumnus playing tucker tucker mcgee and katrina bowden playing our lovely blonde heroine allison and jesse moss playing the ultimate quite literal chad i thought it was a little on the nose of an indian chad like the first time i saw it and i was like yeah whatever i don't care this is so good. i think it is very <laughs> appropriate that his name is chad like the only other name that would have been acceptable is like kyle <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. I, yeah, Kyle, Kyle is kind of a, you know, the, the people I know named Kyle are kind of like okay. So it's yeah, it, I know good. Sound, Ky- kind of I a, know good Kyle, but it's just yeah. like it is. It's a jerk name, like <laughs> frat douchebag. You know, Chad, Kyle, whatever. It sounds like you know. So you know, at the beginning of this, when <laughs> poor poor Dale is trying to hit on Allison, carrying a fucking scythe. And they oh, are just the terrified, and it's just so funny. Hey, you guys going camping? <laughs> <laughs> and Chad's like, back away! Uh, okay. So you know what is more horrifying than Dale trying to hit on this poor blonde college, college girls carrying a scythe? So, a couple days ago, somebody hit me up on Facebook that we had mutual friends, so I accepted their friend request, and... He was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, not much. His second comment was, 
you got Morningwood? And I was just like, excuse me? And, like, I don't know you at all. Like, what the hell? And it did not get better from there. And I I'm sorry, just like, but I, real quick, uh, I just had this flash into my head. Like, if they had tried that on me, like, four or so weeks ago, I would just be like, you picked the wrong battle warrior. <laughs> yeah, it, uh. It gets better. Are you ready for this? So, last night, I'm snuggling with Trevor, and this dude messaged me again. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I've got a bunch of shit I've got to do today. I've got to record an episode. I've got to blah, 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 blah. I'm just getting out of therapy. I'm getting in a little bit of snuggle time. And he's like, well, who are you snuggling with? And I was just like, my friend. None of your business. I don't know you. And... <laughs> He was like, well, I could get us all a hotel room sometime. And I was like, why? And no. <laughs> um, and then somewhere in here, he sent me an extremely unsolicited and not a good dick pic. Don't do that, guys. Um, unless you have a dick pic that is worthy of being sent unsolicited and people won't be mad about seeing it because they'll just be like, whoa, nice. Oh, this was not one of those. It was quite horrifying. And then he followed up all of this, you know, I'll get us a hotel. And I was just like, no, and I'm, I'm not sharing my little cuddle buddy. And he was like, I'll pay. Horrifying. I would a million times rather Precious Dale and his scythe come and flirt with me and laugh hysterically. He would never do such things. No, he would not. He's a pretty good guy. Like we, we spend some time with uh, Tucker and Dale shortly after their introduction and see, oh, they're just normal people because they're introduced as like these creepy dudes in a truck like driving by. Like they even get like a scary music stinger mm -hmm. before the script flips and that's when those movies have to become something really special. Because it's really about misunderstandings and yes. misperceptions that people have. And Big I had uh, some... don't judge a book by its cover story. Yeah, and I, I had some intellectual point i made last time that i do not remember at this point but <laughs> i'm sure other intellectual uh, points will come up let's hope <laughs> i believe in you you are a tucker and dale expert so i feel like it will come i love tucker and dale's relationship with each other i think their friendship is really beautiful how do you feel about it uh fully agree like it's one of those like super close friendships and uh I don't know, maybe if they weren't talking about girls so much, you'd kind of wonder, you know? Yeah, it's just like, they seem almost like family. But, I mean, but, also, they could have, you know, jerked off together after they were catching frogs. You don't know, like, I wouldn't have... I mean, I would have. I would have bought that, you know? You'd be surprised at what those uh, good old boys get down to in their free time. I have heard some stories. I live in nowhere, Indiana, and have met some guys like Tucker and Dale and you would be shocked. I mean, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about American pie too earlier. And that's just reminding me of like that one cutaway during the radio gag, the right. trucker, the trucker into the radio squeezes ass. So and you'll like it. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> On that note, just do you think if you have a recurring dream about sucking a dick, but you never actually do it, are you gay? I want to say no. 
I would also say no, but also pretty gay. (laughs) I just like that they threw that conversation into this movie. I thought it was a very funny, like, because you almost don't even notice it. It's kind of like happening in the background, like off to the side. And it's just like, did he really just say that? Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, I think it's meant to be kind of like dumb bro, like conversation. Oh, that they're having around the fireplace. Like, um, there's a podcast I listen to uh, called Chapo Crap House, and those guys guest on other shows. And one of the main guys from Chapo was guesting on a show talking about like Deadliest Warrior, and they were talking about how it was like the gen- how the show was basically the genesis of like stupid guy like bar conversations, like who would win, you know, ninja or sniper, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of a kind of a dumb guy question. And they were talking about how at some point in culture, you know, dumb bro dude stopped asking stuff like, you know, is it gay if I say that? Uh, to <laughs> You know, it's like, who would win in a fight? And then it moved on to, you know, something else. But it's like, it's like cycles, I guess. Yeah. I miss when they would have conversations like this in movies, though, because it's always funny. Maybe not incredibly PC, but very funny, I think. You know, as a child of the 90s, I can appreciate good uh, non-PC humor. Yeah, I, I guess we should preface what Tucker too. and Dale is even about. And in case somebody's listening to this that has not seen Tucker and Dale... So Tucker and Dale are some good old hillbillies, you know, and going off, they bought themselves a little fixer-upper cabin that Dale says, it's perfect. Wonderful. Straight out of Evil Dead. Wonderful little cabin. And they come across these college kids who are scared of Tucker and Dale due to, um, you know, preconceived ideas and the whole scythe incident we mentioned earlier and think that they're out to kill them and so they're trying to you know survive and end up just catastrophically killing themselves one by one and how some of those deaths are okay most of them are are pretty yeah i mean most of those deaths are pretty awesome and laugh out loud funny and like the setup on some of those too like uh like the thing later with like the chainsaw like it's so good it's like well you know maybe we should just go up and talk to them then well, maybe I will. And, like, the forest is quiet. There are, like, crows perched on, like, cow skulls. <laughs> and the, the dude's, like, walking through and seeing that, and he's like, oh. And then, like, Tucker, who has just accidentally sawed into a hornet's nest while trying to clear some, like, downed logs with a, cha- with a chainsaw, like, he comes running out, like, being attacked by bees. And the kids are like, he's after us! And they start running. One of them runs right into a tree and impaled himself i love how the bee just lands right on his nose and he realizes right before he dies <laughs> <It's> like, oh, because <laughs> most of them you know didn't get a chance to realize before they are dispatched quite suddenly he's one of the few that had the realization exactly and that's um uh, i mean i feel bad for that particular guy but these other people are just goddamn yeah the <laughs> the wood chipper the wood chipper is my favorite. It's just so perfectly timed, so funny. Everything about it, from the blood gushing out all over, wonderful. Uh, what's your name, Chloe? <laughs> is just so funny, and him trying to pull him out after, like you know, he's clearly like half chewed up. Yeah, half shot. No, is, I... is he okay? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, it's um. What makes this wood chipper death different from other ones is that it's like 
it, it can be funny because it's immediate and painless. Like, he goes headfirst into it before he probably even realizes, oh, wait, where? What? Like, that was probably his last thought. What? Ah! Like, it's like three level, three stooges level of pratfall humor. I mean, this guy leaps out at him right as he bends over and just goes right over his back and into the chipper. And <laughs> it's just, it's delightful. Yeah. Absolutely it's, it's delightful. Not, it's not like a slasher. Uh, no, it's not like before. the scene at the end of Evil Dead Rise. You know, it's. I have not seen that yet. Oh, well, there is a scene involving a wood chipper. <clears throat> I have kind of a guess, but. I don't know. I need. I should probably try to see that today. Actually, I think. Uh, it is now available on HBO Max. I mean, Max, the one to watch for HBO, if you care uh, to I, see it. They they made me download a new app. I that know. Why so couldn't annoying. they just like? Yeah, it's so stupid. The account I'm pirating did have a data save to the new app though, and it still yes. works just fine. It was just kind of like. Yes, everything uh, did transfer over, step. but I was just like, really? I had to get a new app. I was quite annoyed. Uh, Everything that that man is doing is just us airing our grievances. Yes, for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> your app design sucks. Honestly, my what? The interface is horrible. The app design of Max. I think I just like watched like the last season of Venture Brothers because I had forgotten to do that before, and uh, the interface seemed okay. Although it does have this weird habit of like if you start watching an episode of something and you watch a couple more episodes and then you like try to close out of that thing or the thing gets paused like it still has the first episode you click selected instead of yes. the episode you were on mm-hmm. so you have to like guess and it's just like again if they had just like changed you know the name and design of stuff over and just incorporated everything else in like HBO Max that app worked wonderfully and I just I don't understand don't understand it but anyway not HBO Tucker and Dale Wonderful. What other deaths are your favorites? The guy who launches himself and impales himself on a spear. I love that we have two impalings. The spear guy, I feel a little bad for the spear guy because it's like he's dying longer. I think, um, I think my... Okay, so there's a couple that are kind of hard to pick between. So there's the sheriff who, when Tucker and Dale first come into their cabin, so their new mm-hmm. vacation home, uh, they accidentally spring like this trap involving like a board with a bunch of nails in it and they're like oh <laughs> yes we gotta fix that schrodinger's rusty nail board <laughs> not schrodinger oh my thing, god check off check off his board i've been up and for 24 sheriff, hours i'm so sorry leans, right the sheriff leans like right on the trap and gets like killed by that mm-hmm. and i'm like why did they reset it <laughs> i love that he stumbles outside with <laughs> this board in his face gonna walk it off he'll be fine yeah it's fine he's absolutely fine it's totally okay it's normal you can totally survive this happens all the time all the time i knew we should have fixed that like well why didn't you that's a very good point (laughs) that would have been the first thing you would have should have fixed yeah uh the other death that i really love is again chloe chloe's my favorite like supporting college kid because of her just constantly smoking, which I very much relate to. And <laughs> when she's about to die and everything is about to blow up, she like quickly lights a cigarette and just like puffs frantically on it before the cabin explodes. <laughs> Doesn't even try to get out. And I just find it very funny. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that little moment. Like, cause I thought like the cabin, I, in my mind, the cabin blows up so quick they don't really get to react. No, it's like such a quick little thing, and I just it, again because I'm a smoker, it probably stands out to me more of just something you would do, uh. and <laughs> just it's that funny. Was like your anxiety tick. <laughs> yeah, my anxiety tick, and like oh, I'm about to go. I'm gonna get that last little Russian nicotine as quick as I can. And it's just uh, my my uh, my other favorite one is the guy with the sheriff's gun. It's like, oh, you got to take oh my the god, off. oh and my he god, blast himself in the face, and it's like, damn man, damn. And also, you know, that's a joke you see a lot in movies, and it's always funny, every single time. A good old, you oh, gotta take the safety right. off, and then somebody getting shot, especially if they shoot themselves, it's just great every single time. So the Fantastic. whole entire instigating incident of this is the college kids go skinny dipping after chad is the absolute worst and katrina bowden's character is frightened and falls and hits her head and so they take her back to help her and the other college kids are like oh my god they were eating her face off they're taking her we have to rescue her and that's what sets all this off this misunderstanding because katrina bowden keeps just getting knocked unconscious how many times in this movie like four Probably four. I, I I was doing a count, and it's like one, two. It's at least three, if not four. Because there's one the I don't know about the initial one. She gets knocked out. She gets knocked out with the shovel. She, uh, Chad knocks her out at one point, and does she get knocked out another time? I don't know, but yeah, at least three not times in I this can... under an hour and a half long movie. This bitch gets knocked out. It's a problem, but it's okay. He buys her a helmet at the end, and it's very cute. Yeah, that was that was an adorable guy. Yes, <laughs> really like is. I, uh, I, I like watching uh, movie reactions for things that I've seen like a bunch of times, and like women always like really swoon at that. You bought her a helmet. Oh my god, it's the best. And they also always freak out at the scythe scene. It's like, oh, he's so cute. Like, no, don't bring that. Oh <laughs> yeah, my god. Just like, uh, he's so like you already know he's so precious, and you're just like, what are you doing? Like, he clearly just needed, like, something to hold on to for security, but, like, a scythe. And his friend, you know, I feel like uh, Tucker totally, like, knew how this was going to look, but, you know, it's funny, so why would you stop your friend? Like, all right, let him make a fool of himself while also encouraging him. Tucker's not brilliant, so I, the way that scene played, like, to me, I always think, like, he didn't realize it either. It's like, yeah, well, he's over to talking to him problem true they're very matter of fact about things so they wouldn't think anything of it like yeah they're very good-hearted people tucker and dale um i think now would be a good time to kind of go into a little bit of how this is a like don't judge and stereotype people on how they look because you know dale says he barely even made it past the third grade and he considers himself really stupid and everything. And if you just look at him, he does just seem like a big dumb hillbilly. And also the amount of times they say hillbilly in the script is hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. But he's really smart. Like he remembers all these crazy facts and just the way that, you know, you'd think these college, I mean, I wouldn't think cause college kids are assholes. Kids are assholes, but you know, they seem like, you know, rich, well-mannered upper-class people and they're idiotic assholes and tucker and dale are the most precious people you will ever meet in a movie oh yeah 
Hands down, really. Like I, it's hard to think of other characters that are like endearing, but also kind of like gruff like that. Like I, I can't think of anybody else from anything else I've seen. Like they're Tucker and Dale are pretty unique in my memory. They really are. I love Tucker and Dale. They're great characters. I would love to see more adventures with them. Well, I think um, in the commentary they mentioned that they wanted to try and do Tucker and Dale versus aliens, and then the finale of the trilogy tucker versus dale oh i would never want to see them versus <laughs> each other they're such good friends I, I think the problem they had was like how would we even do that so uh, yeah <laughs> i i agree that that would be difficult to uh make believable because they are such close friends i mean anakin and obi-wan were too but that's <laughs> Yeah, they literally say at one point, which I would consider this the thesis of the entire movie, because, of course, Allison is a psychology student. So many of the major problems and conflicts of the world are caused by a lack of communication, and damn straight. Yeah, this movie has a lot of pretty smart writing in it. It does. I think people people sometimes miss. Well, it's like that with most horror movies. Like, most horror films do have something interesting in the script to say but people are just like oh it's a horror movie yeah yeah this one is a little closer to the surface and easier to notice but also if you just watch this movie you wouldn't necessarily pick up on what it's doing because it's such a like not a hangout movie but it kind of has that vibe of a hang movie, a hang movie. yeah i, I agree mean, with that yeah and so this wonderful misinformation leads them into thinking the college kids are having a suicide pact because they just keep killing themselves in horrible and grotesque ways completely by accident but they don't know that and oh my tucker God, and dale so are just sense. like they've just had a doozy of a day man oh the setup for that joke is so good it's it like, is so funny to... please break this down for the listeners i know what this is what is it don't cry don't cry dale <laughs> it's like this is a suicide pact they're killing themselves all over us our woods and you know, they want to kill her too it's like well we should get the cops it's like you know well it doesn't matter what's happening what matters is what looks like what happened and what looks like what happened is pretty nasty like what are we supposed to do is say geez officer we have had a doozy of a day and then when the uh the, get the, follow up, come, the, the follow-up of this you know 20 minutes later <laughs> Yeah, they, they've managed to pull what's left of the wood chipper dude out of the wood chipper and are, like, carrying it away, and the sheriff pulls up, up right in front of them. Yep, and as they're Tucker pulling has, half of a body behind them. <laughs> Tucker has absolutely no idea what to say, so he just, like, shoots to the first thing in his mind. Got a doozy of a day. <laughs> you must think I'm some kind of moron to believe a story like that. No, no sir, not moron, sir, just... Officer, do we look like a couple of psycho killers to you? (laughs) He kind of sizes it up and is like, "Mm, not really. And also, Tucker has his face covered. His face is all just like deformed from all these bee stings (laughs) at this point. It's great. Uh, I I still quote um, his line from like after that happens. It's like, Tucker, what happened to your face? I saw it into a bee's nest. My face is as hot as a hemorrhoid right now. Well, I didn't do it on purpose. Like, I, I say, I, well, I didn't do it on purpose. Kind of a lot. When I when I watch something, I tend to pick up, like, mannerisms or, like, lines from it. Same. And it is such a problem. It's such yeah, a problem. Sometimes they become, like, normal to me. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure every like, single I, thing uh, I ever say or mannerism I do or everything is just like bits and pieces of things I've watched. Yeah, like um, I've been spending a lot of time with uh, my fan friend, and she likes to say stuff like, uh, she likes to talk to herself, and it's like, what are you doing, bitch? Time to get up. Uh, stuff like that. Mm. And I spend enough time around her at this point, like, I caught myself being like, all right, time to get up, bitch. Like, wait. I mean, that's a wonderful like, sentiment to have up. when you wake up. Well, it's, there's a lot of other things it's used in, too, but that was the only example I could think of <laughs> so quickly. It's fine. Anna, We're very tired. She she gave me a bunch of vapes, and so I'm I'm playing with those right now. At one point, the evil, evil Chad takes uh, Tucker prisoner, and <laughs> he's just fully relished. I mean, he's practically a mustache-twirling villain at this point. And never been this close to pure evil before. Yes, <laughs> never stood so close That's... to pure evil before. It's supposed to be twenty-four hour protection. He's like hanging upside <laughs> down. He's like disoriented. Say, <laughs> hey, hey, I've got look at my cooler. There are ten to twelve beers in there. They're yours. Like, <laughs> do you think they really like care about that? Yeah, that, that'll do it. People are dead. Beer will cover it. It's fine. It's fine. And then old Precious Dale's trying to explain to Allison. He's like, some of your friends take medication because I think they forgot to take it. <laughs> the thing with the nail gun, too. It's so funny. I love a good nail gun sequence. And this is one of the few movies that does it properly. It's still plugged in and everything. Oh, I never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies that have like a nail gun shooting sequence, it's like a setup that would never actually work in real life. This is making me think of like, Victor Crowley is like belt sander for Magic. Oh my god. Yeah, are you aware of that? Yes, like, absolutely not. <laughs> they had the prop guy like design a functioning one that had like a little gas tank so that mm-hmm. it would work. Yeah. That's so brilliant. God, prop people do not get enough credit, honestly. No, they really don't. Like, hopefully they're being uh, included in like those negotiations. It's, um, Honestly. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I know Hollywood is basically on fire, so that's uh that's a pretty size of it. Yeah, that's a pretty nice description of what's going on, and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, so settle in and yeah. hope your favorite shows don't get cancelled and prepare for things to be pushed very far back in production. Oh, I've gone through so much drama this year, it's just kinda of like, yeah, alright, it's fine. I mean, honestly, with the, the things that you have gone through that we have discussed off mic, a TV show getting pushed back isn't the worst <laughs> thing like that you've experienced this year. Yeah. yeah. How would you feel if someone cut off your bowling fingers? I, Well, I now know new things you can do to a human body that would hurt beyond <laughs> anything they could imagine. So, I mean, I'm not much of a bowler, so... I but I don't know. I, Swift cruel restitution would be would be my thing. I have a linoleum knife. I I know where it, it is. is. <laughs> Which is left or right hand? I don't know. It's just got like a weird hook on it. Yeah, I don't remember uh, which hand they cut off because I was like that would that would matter. Is it his masturbating hand? Because that would, oh that would kind of suck. Tucker's hand. I yes, see. Tucker's hand. <laughs> no, it's um. I think it might be his right hand. Yeah, I was thinking of... it was his right hand, but I was thinking at like the end in the hospital when he holds his hand up, I was like, I feel like it's his left hand. But the rest of the movie, I felt like it was his right hand, so I don't know. Yeah, that may, that may be a goof because like when when Chad does like chop his two fingers off, like it happens like off camera with like a close up of Tucker's face, 
Mm-hmm. So we don't really get a good view of like which way like Chad tilted to do it. So right, kind of ambiguous. I laugh so hard at. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not hung like a bear. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> he delivers it so earnestly too. <laughs> oh, thank God! It's like yeah. And again, yeah, like conversely, you know, conversely, there was some TikTok of girls like, you know, more than six inches. You, it's like look at that hurt. Well, that's perfect. No, co- no comment on. <laughs> well, um, I need to put the vape. I need to. What put sizes are? Down. What sizes are nice? Um. <clears throat> You know, everyone has their preferences. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> yeah, he almost gets his dick taken out by a very clever trap. I always love in movies when people are clever and put together little traps. Like, were they good at arts and crafts? I always wonder. How did they, like, load it, like, shoot a spear from clearly, like, the tree line you know, or maybe, maybe even above, like, in a diagonal? I don't like, get like the vibe that these were super smart that? college students, but maybe one of them was an engineer, you know, that was surviving Possibly. at this point. <laughs> I feel like my engineering friends from Purdue could have rigged that pretty easily. Yeah, like, I'm, always a, the, I'm always impressed by a good yeah. booby trap. It is a good booby trap. You know, Tucker's Trekker, trying to warn Dale. It's, like, it's a trap. What? And he steps on the tripwire. It's a trap. Huh? And the spear <laughs> comes down and just, like, nailed right through his pants. And he's like, oh. Uh, speaking of nail guns, my buddy James is really, uh, can be a little clumsy. Very bull in a china shop. And he works construction. And one time, uh, the nail gun accidentally went off and, like, grazed the tip of his penis and he was like i almost lost my dick (laughs) and i was like you got very lucky on that very lucky yikes i would cry i would have quit i need a new line of work so uh, well goddamn so after dale rescues tucker from the trap they uh all reconvene at the cabin pretty much and I love all of Chad's line deliveries. I think they're so funny. I love when he walks in and he's just like, this is where evil lives. (laughs) Good stuff. And they decide that Allison is suffering from Stockholm syndrome after a day with the hillbillies because these are (laughs) genius college students, clearly. Yeah, you get the feeling they've been in class for like a couple weeks at most. And it's like, oh, I heard about this. It's like, that's not, that's not, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, they're like, in their fall break of their first semester in college. <laughs> I took a sociology class once. I will say this sequence does have the best insult in the entire movie. It's the weirdest insult. Can you, do you know what one I'm referring to? I'm thinking of the body perm one. Yeah, that's Fuck not you body perm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought that happened a little later. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's during this scene where they're all at the cabin, and. Also, <laughs> Tucker provides the very droll, I'll provide the finger sandwiches, because he's missing his fingers. And yeah, I don't know if I'd make jokes so if sassy. my fingers had gotten cut off. You know, he's got a good sense of humor. Tucker does. I'll provide the finger sandwiches. He sounds pretty upset about it. He does. <laughs> but he's still making a joke. I don't know if I'd uh, sit down with the people that cut off my fingers. But, you know, I'm just not that good hearted. Oh, neither, neither am I. I would, I would want their skulls like in jars. 
after they do well, uh, maybe not jars, but... attempt to see each other's side and not really uh <laughs> there's this whole like subplot thing of this uh memorial day massacre that happened in the past and we find out that his the reason he hates hillbillies is his parents were killed in this massacre by hillbillies and he's just never let it go and this is his opportunity to unleash his personal biases and prejudices on poor Tucker and Dale who didn't do anything and the negotiations don't go very well and um honestly Don why didn't she duck I think he was just like taken by surprise it's just kind of like what and like these people do not seem to have very quick reaction times so mm-hmm. I it's um it is a good question. Even our characters are like, why didn't she duck? Oh my god. I mean, I don't have the fastest reflexes, so I probably would have taken that to the face as well. I mean, I might have too. I, mean, I guess it depends. Like, in my current weakened state, like, I feel pretty slow, yes. but... Um, like, several yeah. of them. I mean, this whole entire situation of circumstances, I mean, her getting in the face with... What the fuck was it? Uh, a weed whacker. Yeah, a weed whacker. Then dude gets set on fire. And then the whole place blows up. He's crackling like a log. <laughs> oh, that's such a good line. Uh, I like when they're sitting down and like the tea is being like prepared for the um, for the sit down. You know, Chad like breaks his like you know mean you know you're gonna die hillbilly thing for a couple seconds to be like, is that chamomile tea? I can't have that. It fucks with my asthma. Yeah, <laughs> check like, chamomile what? tea allergy. <laughs> <laughs> it really is they beat him with that later <laughs> this fact may seem random it is not <laughs> <laughs> oh man he just has so many like fun things like having that be like the killer's weakness yes <laughs> that they're able to exploit later as well it's just like of course wonderful great little screen great touch. screenwriting thing again i just have to shout out girl sucking that cigarette down right before the cabin blows up i need to mention that a second time because it's honestly my favorite moment of the entire movie and my biggest complaint about the entire movie takes place shortly after this you might remember from our um first attempt at recording this episode i hate when people crash their car when they're in a getaway and then just for some reason turn around and look out the back of their vehicle while they're just driving blindly and then they wreck and are back where they started drives me nuts it is kind of an annoying trope i suppose isn't it like because now that you mention it i'm like you know they do do that kind of a lot all the time and every single time it's just like why why would anybody who has ever driven a car before have this reaction because like driving is such like a muscle memory thing I just feel like I wouldn't be driving all helter-skelter willy-nilly through the woods and be like, is somebody chasing me? Like, no, there's trees everywhere. Like, keep your eye on the road. Flick your eyes to the rearview mirror if you need be. But anyway, just bothers me. But that's honestly yeah, my one for, complaint about this movie. One, for drama singular. Sake. Yes. It's just like when you see it coming, it's just like, oh, this is what they're doing. They're doing the thing. Drives me. Drives me nuts. <laughs> <clears throat> I will say this is where we get probably the sweetest moment of the entire movie when Tucker and Dale are talking after Allison has been captured because she is such a damsel in distress in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She really is. I think she's a very good, uh, she's a very good character. She's a very strong female character, but like 
because of the nature of the story, she is getting taken out of action and things just happen to her a lot. It's pretty, pretty bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can probably relate. Is is Allison your relatable character in this story at this point in your life? I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, clearly I'm a cigarette smoking girl. I'm just waiting to blow up lighting a cigarette where I'm not supposed to at some point. But they share this story about Dale's insecurities with himself and his self-esteem. And Tucker's, you know, really pumping him up. And they're talking about, you know, the story about catching frogs as children and how Tucker always let him catch more. And he's like, no, you caught more because you were better. Like, you're not always bad at stuff. And, you know, we get the adorable detail. You always let me lick them all, too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah there are um i in the time since our first recording i have forgotten most of the information but uh, there are some frogs that you can do that with but to really get anything like you basically would have to either like cook the frog and like consume the fluid or like yeah, i just i don't want my be... tongue to come in contact with a frog unless i'm eating frog legs which i don't do anymore because i think harvesting them is super inhumane and so i gave up very true them years ago even though frog legs are delicious and i really miss them i, but I would never just that. lick a frog out in nature i don't care i don't care if that was Prince well Harry in there. short uh short answer is any frog that you could get something off of that you could lick would would be pretty poisonous and you would almost definitely die so Oh, isn't that what I said? <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> even even if I was going to die from it, you know, the ultimate ultimate experience, of course, I don't know that I could bring myself to lick a frog. It's, I don't know. I kind of, I don't like dislike frogs. I'll hold a frog, but like I wouldn't want to lick one. I think they're just, it's a texture thing. I used to work in the frog research lab at UWM. Like that is they so do, random. Uh, they do stuff with uh, with frog calls and like mate selection. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That research. is by far the weirdest thing you have told me, and we had a very strange discussion off mic beforehand. <laughs> but this it's frog detail, <laughs> the frog detail, I was not expecting, and he also, you know, ultimate ultimate bro wingman tells him what we all really probably need to hear i know i do you're not as ugly as you think you are and it's just really really sweet that is one of the best moments in the movie like that pep talk it's like you know you can do this you know it's so precious i love a movie you know as much as i hate sentimentality i am quite touched by a movie that has a really good friendship storyline like that because, like, I, I'm an only child, so I didn't have siblings and stuff, so all of my really close relationships have been with friends. And so I really mm-hmm. appreciate that when they have, you know, obviously found family stories are important to every queer person everywhere. So I love those. But, like, stories like this where, like, they are almost like they're each other's family. I just think it's precious, and it really works. Their chemistry is off the charts on, like, you 100% believe that they've been friends since they were three years old. Yeah, and that's, you know, they probably are. They probably are. So, and uh, the relationship works very well. And, like, both actors really sell it. Which I guess is a fancy way to say it's good, but... um, (laughs) It is. It's good. Because I realized there was no commentary of substance in that sentence. (laughs) You know, Uh, sometimes it's all you need to say. It's good. 
And then we get oh, well, good. this finale, the hillbilly showdown, if you will. The suiting up is so good. Where it's Dale so uh, good. goes into like that that what that lumber mill like supply closet and just puts on like all the armor like things he can find and takes mm-hmm. a bunch of weapons. I love a good suiting up scene. Like I don't think I'm never like not satisfied when one happens in a movie. Like a good suiting up montage just tickles a really specific itch and it just makes me happy. I'm glad they included that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's a, the it has a good payoff too. Like he doesn't really get to use a lot of that stuff. Mm-mm. Like he just comes in the room and asks it's like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, oh, it's me. It's me." It's like, <laughs> "I thought it would look, you know, intimidating." She's it like, does. Yeah. <laughs> I will love, you know, he, they have this, him and Chad have this scuffle and Allison naturally is, you know, tied to a sawmill saw inching closer to her doom. You know, she might as well be Jessica Rabbit. Help me. Yeah. The mustache trolling villain thing you said earlier, like really, really continues to hold up here. (laughs) And it's a, I mean, I will say we get a wonderful, uh, oh my God, what does he even throw? Does he throw a hatchet? It's a hatchet. Yeah. And yeah, it's a hatchet. Gets her free. Uh, you know, yeah, there's like a slow motion. Say what you shot want about his self confidence, but like you'd have to be pretty sure of yourself to swing and like just toss a hatchet at the pretty little college girl. Yeah. I just college kids. I just have to say it every time um, that you have a crush yeah. on. I mean, that could have like, I mean, a fraction of an inch either way. That could have gone very badly. <laughs> yeah, that would have. Oof! I never really thought about that before. Goddamn. I was just yeah. like, he made it! And it's like, what did he missed? Oh. Well, he made it, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It all works out. And here's where they really ramp up the <laughs> saying hillbilly every other line. And my favorite usage of hillbilly. Uh, no, my second favorite usage of hillbilly is, you've gone hillbilly on me, Allison. <laughs> I love, uh, second favorite hillbilly usage is, you've gone hillbilly on me, Allison. Uh, my favorite use of hillbilly comes a little bit later. <clears throat> it's like, what is he even defining hillbilly as anymore? I don't know, but it's just very funny. It's like, so deranged. She's on. He's completely lost it, and I love that he's also like half burnt up at this point too. And he also does that really gross like lick on her face. It's that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like uh, I always still feel so far. Feel. Oh my god, I can't fucking talk feel so sorry for actresses when like they have to do one of those scenes like i would literally rather do anything than have someone just like creepily lick up the entire side of my face in a non um fun situation you know (laughs) just having somebody randomly do that you know at work you know which is what what they're doing would just be like oh man i hadn't thought about that for a while the only telling story i remember is um when they were filming the second Jurassic Park movie, like it was like a prank they did to like make the one actress take like do like extra takes with like other cast members being like, put more spit on the dinosaur tongue. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I will say this does get a really gory moment in here. I really appreciate a good leg snap and it's wonderful. Oh, when he like uh, when he like kicks like the cleats like in the chest. Yes, that's that's such a good thing. It's like, oh yeah, the suit actually did something. Yeah, it's so horrifying. It's just like ah, I don't want to think about what that would feel like. Bring it, frat bitch. Um, 
That's I, a good line too. They thought that was gonna be like their tagline. Uh, that would have been such a good tagline, right? Tucker and Dale <laughs> versus Evil. Bring it, frat bitch. Honestly, the insults they have in this movie are just wonderful. Like he looks like that Kentucky Fried College kid down there. Uh, <laughs> we find out that hillbilly hating Chad is a uh, a product of rape. Hillbilly rape from this Memorial Day massacre back in the day. When he tells the story, he talks about how, you know, his father died, but his mother was kept captive. And it's like, the father was actually one of the hillbillies. Because yes. they find an old newspaper with a picture of, you know, killer captured. And it, it looks exactly, exactly like Jesse like Moss. Him. I think it is just Jesse Moss. Oh, I like, would assume it is. In like a Abraham Lincoln costume beard. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's You're so really true. It's true, Chad. You're half what? hillbilly. That's my favorite no, usage of hillbilly. Is you're half hillbilly. <laughs> and then they like throw the box of like tea spice at him, and he's like, "Ah, he'll like, be fine. Just get him his inhaler." <laughs> he remembers the chemical name for it too. That's the yeah, because he's brilliant. He remembers everything. Like, All these, he's why he kicks everyone's ass. I'm killing her. I'm killing that college girl. <laughs> oh, that was another like good moment we didn't touch on. When they're, like, after the first uh, college kid dies, they're wandering around trying to spot the college kids. Good college and, kids. Like, the, the college we kids overhear, like, their conversation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was beating the crap out of her all over the cabin. There's something wrong with you. You beat the crap out of everyone. Here, here. And they're like, oh, my God, they're torturing <laughs> College kids! Because his face is still, like, got all yes. the bee stings. It's just got all the bee stings, and he's, like, swollen and shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. It's really good, really good comedy, really good comedic stuff. Um, and then he falls out the window and dies, or does he? He does not. He now, does. if uh, if you have like a really good memory, uh, the movie starts with a flashback. That's actually like the end of it. It's like a um, it's like a newscast of you know here in the aftermath of the massacre. And then, like, somebody comes at the cameraman, and it's pretty obvious that it is Chad, and yeah, you can it's figure... it's very much you a, like, half-burned face, yeah. You can, figure it, you can figure it out, like, right after he gets burned, if you remember that intro, but mm. the movie moves along so fast, you kind of Yes, and it's such a little intro. moment right at the beginning that doesn't connect with anything else until, you know, the end. So it's very easily forgotten about, but yes, that does totally give it away if you're a discerning viewer, let's say. And, exactly. you know, he goes on, Tucker gets someone's fingers uh, reattached. Yeah, he, he clearly has at least one of the smoking girl's fingers. He's got like a yes. big red nail on it. He's like, I don't remember that looking like that. I'm just like, man, that's not going to heal right. That's not the right person. I hope that's uh, somehow compatible if you can just well, give somebody else some fingers. It. He's flexing it. So it, it, it took. It's just... Um, I'm just okay. picturing him going all like shape of water and just uh, slowly rotting attached to his hand later. And uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking about last time I viewed this particular movie. It's all I was thinking. I was like, man, that finger's going to rot off and be nasty. And um, Dale finally got up some bare cojones and asked Allison out. And they go bowling. 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's a that's a cute date. It's like, yeah. oh, I got you something, and he gives her the helmet, and she's like, yeah. yeah. She's not like, oh, she's like, you know, there might be something to this. Yeah, she has always fallen and hit in her head. And, and then he I gives, will uh, say, that yeah. girl has an amazing set of bowling fingers. <laughs> honestly this movie it's so sweet and so funny but sometimes it's humor is like this is something a 12 year old boy would write but like very much so There's i'm not saying that like in a bad way if that makes sense oh did we did we cover the uh when they first get pulled over by the sheriff no we didn't oh my god how did we not talk about this <laughs> because we're very tired <laughs> So uh, it's, they get pulled over at yeah. the beginning by the sheriff in a uh, bit of a compromising position. Yeah, they're they're doing something you should not do and drinking beer and driving. driving. <laughs> and the sheriff comes and pulls them over and it's like, he's pulled over. And then like, they, I think it's, do they drop the beer and like... Yeah, like he drops a beer. It's... <laughs> It's and all just like ridiculous, Dale, Dale but... like bends over like to near Tucker's legs to like pick it up, and his shirt gets caught, and it's like, well, unstick it. Like, unstick so his face it. is down in his crotch. Looks like he's giving this dude head as the cops coming up, and then he pops up, and his shirt pulls off, and it's just like, day. <laughs> yeah, I figured it. You know, Dale, who's been striking out for the ladies, I figure a little man time will you know be what he yeah. needs. And the well, man time like, might be uh... might do him good. <laughs> oh it's it's a hard moment to put into words it really is it must be seen to be believed but it's very funny very funny so do you have any final thoughts on tucker and dale that we have not touched upon in this or our mini recordings (laughs) well like i said uh the ending is a little weird to me uh so Basically, yeah. like, Dale gives a, you know, you have to, to go out there and take what you want speech to another hillbilly, who then, like, hits a girl over the head and starts dragging her away, and it's like, yes. um, should we help her? Hell no. Like, remembering, you know, what happened the last time he tried yeah. to help somebody. So, it's it's played for laughs, but it's kind of like, eh, I yeah, feel it's played like for laugh, actually... but it's, it's, a, it's a little icky. Yeah, I feel like they actually would be like, okay, that's, that's enough, we're not letting you, yeah. Like, yeah. after they got up. But, I mean, it's it's a really good movie, and uh, even though we both sound, like, trashed, um, I assure you, we are we are excited every time we see it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what people sound like on 24 hours of no sleep. You know, it's fine. It's fine. We'll find it like... in the edit. Wonderful, wonderful tool. So, I, what uh... would you, you know... If you have any more final thoughts, and what would you give this on a score of zero to five stars? I think I gave this. I think I gave this the full five stars because it's. I it's in many ways, in many ways, it's an ideal movie in that it's got like multi-genre appeal. Like it's sweet and endearing, but it's also got some guts, you know. It does. I, I mean, gotta... um, like bravery guts. Like it's got guts, guts too, but. Mm. Uh, it does. It does have guts, guts too. <laughs> it's not. It's not toothless. Let's put it that way. No. <laughs> so uh, for myself, I don't even remember what I gave this last time. But after talking about it this time, I think I will settle on a four. I feel like last time I was ended up on a three and a half, but I think I'm gonna go with a four this time. 
think I it's, yelled at you for that. Yeah, <laughs> you probably did. It's it's a very inoffensive little movie. It's really fun. I wouldn't say it's perfect. Like I couldn't necessarily say why I'm not giving this a five. It just doesn't feel like a five, but it's a really fun time at the movies and it's in and out. It pays super well. The characters that are supposed to be likable are very likable and the kills are super fun. The jokes are funny. It's just a fun time at the movies. I recommend it. Even if you're like not super into horror, you can probably handle this. Definitely recommend this one. On a budget of $5 million, this only made $5.5 million, which is really sad. That's I can't believe this movie only made $5.5 million. It seems like it should have done gangbusters. Was it released theatrically or was it one of those uh, home video Well, I think I was events? talking to Sean about this offline at one point, and I do think it was. I am so exhausted. I do not feel like doing the research right now that would take all of 30 <gasps> seconds to look and see if it did, but I think it was. Oh, you're gonna make me do it, aren't you? God damn it! I I see what you're doing here. Thank you. I always make Sean do the looking up things. I'm like, man, I think it was released in festivals in 2010. That that'll uh throw the date sometimes. I try to put whenever it was in like a wider release. Okay, so it was at Sundance, South by Southwest, distributed Magnolia, limited theatrical release, released September 2011. Yeah, so it had a limited, but even for a limited release, five and a half millions, not, not great. And I feel like this movie should have done really well. I don't, I don't understand it, because it's it's really likable. There's not, you know, it's not like some obscure A twenty four movie that you're either gonna like love it or hate it. And, and also oh well, has, like, I feel like it has gotten a good uh, shelf life since release. I feel like a lot of people have seen this, so it is living on. And yeah. It's fairly easy to find. It's free a lot of places to watch. And uh, on Letterboxd, it has a 3.6 average score, which for a movie like this on Letterboxd, I feel like that is quite respectable. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty good on Letterboxd. Like, I'm yeah. somewhat new to using the site myself, even though I've been doing this whole like year-long project. But <laughs> it's like, so far I've seen enough movies to hit one a day, but I... I've been doing so bad lately, like, I feel like at the height of my mental powers, I watch, like, two to four movies a day, and lately it's been, like, three days, and I don't watch anything, then I'll watch something, and then, because I've just been in a funk, and I haven't been doing any of the things I love, so I'm a little bit behind, but I'll probably make up for it once it starts uh, getting a little bit later on in the summer. Well, recovering from this surgery, like, I've just been kind of like, eh, and, I don't know, time is, time is weird, because I end up sleeping a lot. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm going to do the second we finish recording. So, do you have anything you want to plug? Where can people find you on the socials? Okay, well, I uh, have a horror collection. Uh, I mostly do, like, Blu-rays and uh, figures and stuff. And I like to... I used to like to do videos of uh, my pickups, because I I prefer to get things used, and I find all kinds of cool shit. And I have a YouTube channel for that, uh, The Crypt of Horrors, which I want to eventually make into Cryptaxis, because it's just a lot shorter and easier to search mm. than the crypt of horrors which uh is a lot like my tagline used to be because everything shorter was taken but that was also a mouthful so it was like yeah i can't win yeah i did not think about this stuff when we uh, named men who like men who like movies oh uh, you don't think about yeah, right length of things i think i i think i accidentally got it from like the movie crypt like adam green's like 
mm, joke show gotcha. from Holliston. Yes. <laughs> I used to listen to that podcast all the time. Like, I, I love Adam Green. He's so it's cool. wonderful. Adam Green is great. And uh, anyway, so I also have an Instagram where I post more frequently. Uh, the Crypto Horrors, you guessed it. I'm on Letterboxd as Cryptaxis, and I'm trying to hit one movie a day every day this year. I had to have, like, emergency surgery a couple weeks ago, and I did miss that day. But what I do is I watch as many movies as I can when I do watch them, so I am still on track to average out at one a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. You know? Yeah, I'm buzzing. buzzing Your reason buzzing, for so missing that. that day was understandable. You were allowed to have that day off. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even take the day off when my dad died, and then this thing happens, and it's like, okay, I'm going to need a week or two. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. I'm so sorry. If you want to find my podcast or me on the socials, you can find the podcast everywhere. We're on all the social medias, not TikTok. Just search Men Who Like, Men Who like Movies. You'll find our thing. I am on Twitter and Letterboxd at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U. Sean, who is not here, you can find him on Twitter and Letterboxd at MurphTheSmurf. And if you want to email us about any suggestions or thoughts on anything, our email is menwholikemenwholikemoviespod at gmail.com. Our next episode coming out in a few days, probably middle of next week. Our schedule's gotten a little bit wonky due to things in our personal lives that were unforeseen. So our next episode will be The Bay, and then after that will be Killer Joe. And if you like podcasts, rate and review the podcast you like. It helps a ton. It's ridiculous how much it helps. And uh, I'm at DuraCryptaxis on Twitter. That that part's important, because I actually use Twitter. You do. You do actually use Twitter. That is important. Well, I want to start uploading uh, videos again, but it's just kind of like... That takes a lot of like time and energy, and you know, yes, it does. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have any income besides uh, selling stuff, so it's like all my energy has to go to that. So I don't know, maybe I'll start a Patreon or something, and if people, you know, like my weird little videos, then <laughs> I think that's what people are really into are weird little videos, honestly. Well, maybe we'll, uh, I'll get some new ones uh, done. You'll, we'll see. Like I. Uh, back when I did have money, I pre-ordered the Dead by Daylight board game special edition, and it is uh, a lot more impressive than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah? So I haven't unboxed it because I want to do an unboxing video, but for that I have to have like space, and to get space I have to clear out stuff I was supposed to sell, so it's like, ugh. I almost want to be like, hey, uh, if you want to help uh cryptaxis not die like here's his amazon wish list of do it. medical supplies do it Where okay can people find, uh, uh, to help you out with your medical issues because hey every little bit helps and maybe the listeners will be generous maybe not but hey shoot your yeah, shot you'll... give them the pitch no, uh, <laughs> well you'll um you'll have to put a link in like the description or something i can do uh, that because it's just like a bunch of like letters and stuff but uh yeah just uh i had to have emergency surgery that really like fucked me up a couple weeks ago and i've had to spend money i didn't really have on like supplies uh, yeah most of cases, us don't like, have stuff saved like, up for emergency surgery had to buy a lot of gauze and a lot of painkillers how dare you have a surgery <sighs> in this economy god uh 
I, I did have it. I did have a few moments where it's like, why can't I just die? Like, it sounds so much so preferable. Yeah, I mean, if you could be crushed in an instant in a submarine or have that surgery, what would you pick? Uh, I think I would maybe still pick the surgery because there's a chance I would survive. But, um, you know, being crushed in a submarine, it's just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I, I was asking myself some questions like this uh, earlier today, actually. Like, I just had the thought pop into my head. It's like, you know, if you had to lose your arm or the everything, like, what would you pick? And it's like, I don't think I can answer that. Oh, I don't know if I could answer that either. Mm. But, yes, I mean, people, what would you rather lose? <laughs> what important bits could you live without? But on that note, be kind to people. As we have said, it is hard out there. Doesn't cost anything to be kind and make things a little bit easier on your fellow humans. Don, thank you so much for coming for the millionth time to attempt to talk about Tucker and Dale versus oh, Evil. No, I uh, promise I will not make you do it again. No problem. If this no, one is I, ruined, like we're just show. calling it a wash. <laughs> no, I, I like hanging out with you guys. Um, yeah, we'll definitely so have to have you back. Yeah, I, I've done guest stuff on, uh, like, I do a regular podcast about movies that I'm personally dissatisfied with at the moment. <laughs> uh, and uh, I like doing guests on other people's shows because, like, uh, you know, I, I like the way, like, you run things. Like, it's very uh, like, I love guesting on other podcasts. It's just, like, you don't have to do any of the work. You just have to be, like... You know, just prepared to talk. You don't have to do anything else from it. You don't have to run the episode. It's just, it's so nice. It's just like, oh, I can just go have fun this one. I, yeah, I don't have to send podcast. A, I don't have to send like eight to ten messages. It's like your mic is still on while you're like washing dishes, you idiot. <laughs> classic, classic stuff. But thank you for coming. This is a blast. I will get this out as soon as I can if it kills me. Lisa. I hope you are happy. We covered Tucker and Dale versus Evil against all odds. <laughs> Until next it. time, everybody. Again, yeah. Bye. <laughs>